Good morning. Welcome to Join Us. That's we're coming to you live from our studios in Kokomlimli. We're on DTT because we're free to wear. Coming up this morning, residents of Sokwe Foso depend on polluted flood water inundating the community from the spillage of the Akonsombo Dam as Ghana water cuts water supply to them. We are live in South Tong ahead of the vice president's expected visit to affected areas. Meanwhile, Pharmaceutical Society of Ghana calls for the conversion of COVID-19 relief fund into a national emergency fund to help provide more relief for the flood victims. Plus, fresh calls to dissolve the National Cathedral Board of Trustees after two more members resigned, citing failure to conduct an audit into matters regarding the construction of the project. We have details as Duncan Williams and Reverend Eastwood Anaba reveal the attempts to make the president fail. All of these coming up shortly. My name is Aisha Bryan. Do stay for details. Residents of Sukme, one of the hardest hit communities by the flooding resulting from the Akonsombo Dam spillage, say they are still relying on the heavily polluted lake water for domestic use. Assemblyman for Sukme, Electoral Area Edmond Fingaro Dika, spoke to Joy News' Carlos Coloni on the situation. The water in your community people, are they still relying on water they use Well, um, Honorable Edmond Fingaro Dika, the assembly member for Sukme Electoral Area. Um, within my community right now, it's about two weeks plus. The water has never flowed from the pipe. So everybody is now depending on the, the polluted uh, water. But it was by, through the grace, yesterday it's, it rained more. People were able to have some small water. NDC women organizer for the voter region, constituency youth brings standard pure water and other benevolence. And then the MP, uh, Honorable Mensa Oyoma, was able to donate water, uh, such as water for us. And that is what we are distributing today. As I speak, it's now that we are hearing of NADMO in our electoral area. And they are just coming. Uh, you can see them behind me. And that is what is going on. We don't know what they are coming to tell us now. But I, I just want to assure that 90% of the people in Sope right now are depending on this water, which is not good for our health. Well, you say they, are, they are depending on it. What are they using this water for? That is what they use for cooking, bathing. We don't have any source of water. We don't have any source. This is the only source of water we have. Are residents even aware the water is polluted? They are aware. They are aware and they know, but they don't have any choice. That is the only thing you can do. People are just trying hard not to drink it. Do, uh, you people in Sopedio uh, for neglected in this classic. Uh, that is how we are seeing ourselves. We are totally neglected. We were informed that the president was coming to us. We prepared waiting for him for more than six hours just to be called back and told us that he cannot come to us or he's going to Mepe. So we thought maybe Mepe people are more important than us. That is what we also take it. Because right now we are all dying. And if you can go to some people and leave others, 
we will also be thinking that maybe we are not important. And it's today that we got information that the vice president is coming. We don't know whether he will also come and then tell us later they will tell us that he will not come again. Until he's here, we don't know. What but Nadmo is here today. What do you want the authority to do about this with regards to the water situation in today? With the drinking water, we are pleading with them. They can fall on fire service and others. We have adjoining communities. We are not affected with this. They can get the pipe on water from there and then bring it to us so that we can use that one for bathing and others and then cooking. At least for now, since we don't even have food and others to eat, uh, let's, what we are drinking and what we are using to cook, our farm product that has poured that we are using them in the house for now, they should give us a portable water to just save the situation for now. I'm Edmond Fingarodita, the assembly member. Queen Mother of the Sokwe traditional area, Mamaga Ajesu II, also expressed concerns over the water situation. Ever they are supposed to use it for. And here lies the case, as we're talking now, the water is highly uh, polluted. They have to come to our aid. Um, we went for a meeting on Sunday, and then the MP suggested we use the Agohome. Uh, dam. That one, they, they will be able to sterilize it. He mentioned some chemicals that is supposed to be bought by the VRA so that they will be able to be opening the tap like intermediately. But as we are, I'm speaking now, the tap is still not flowing. And for weeks now, we don't have flowing water. We need to drink. We need to bath. We need to wash. We need to cook. What water are we going to use for all those kind of activities? It is a hindrance to us. So what we are saying is we would want the anybody that can help to come to our aid so that the water uh, problem will be solved. If at least the water problem is solved, then we will say that at least half of the problem is solved, if not for accommodation, but water. If somebody can get a place to lay his head and get water to drink, the person is comfortable. But if the person can get a, can just get a place to lay the head and not get water, are we not killing them? So which water are you relying on? We rely on the same water that is polluted. That is the river water. And that is the only source of water that we have here. We don't have any water aside that. No tap. Tap is not flowing for weeks now. For I came into the tap about a week now. Tap is not flowing. So those that are saying when they started spilling have not been using water since. So the tap is actually not flowing. We thank God that we haven't had any casualty of death. But what I know is there are snakes and then other kind of distant in the water. Some even when they touch your skin, the waters and then and then it wouldn't have effect now. Maybe after some time before they will see the effect. If they will be able. We can now go live to Carlos Coloni, who is in Sokwe for the latest. Carlos, how bad is the situation? All right, Aisha, it's a very serious situation here at Sokwe in the South Kong district of the Volta region, where, you know, if you speak to, say, 10 people, about eight of them, I will tell you, they've not used any other water 
apart from the one from this lake that you see behind me. And this is the water they use for their domestic chores. I mean, they use it to cook, they use it to bath, they use it to wash the items. And according to them, for two weeks now, they've not had any water flowing uh, through the pipes. And they've also not had any water from NADMO, neither have they had any water from the district assembly. And so children, uh, mothers, nursing mothers, uh, anybody who lives in this Sope township uh, actually depends on this water, uh, which is heavily polluted. As you can see, uh, the water is flowing right um, beneath the lower water bridge with a lot of speed. And you can see particles in the water, uh, a lot of uh, things. You can even see on the surface things that look like fecal matter on the surface of the water. And so uh, we've been speaking to the uh, DCE for Safton in the person of Seth Adi, who has uh, been denying the claims being made by the resident of uh, Sope. But I have with me here a gentleman who actually is close to, uh, you know, this lake. Uh, he sells close to the bridge here. And he's been here to tell us if indeed, uh, I mean, residents depend on this water or not. You are live on TV. Give us your name. Yeah, my name is Agbi. Oh, you are Agbi. And this is also Agbi. I believe that's my uncle. That's your uncle. But your uncle is denying, actually, that people uh, depend on this water. You, 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 you live here. What do you see? This is the only source of water that we have So since the thing happened, about two weeks now, this is the only water that the people are using. Apart from this water, there's no water in a place that you can get. So what the DC says that there's, they are not using this water, I'm not sure. Because early morning, if we are about to bath, do anything, this is the only water that you can fetch. Because there's no source of water again. In the morning, children, mothers, and other people, this is the only water that they fetch. They bath, they use it to wash. Sometimes they use it. To, sometimes some of the people use to drink this water. They drink this water raw? Yeah. It's not everybody who can purchase pure water or it's not everybody who can get access to pipe water. Mm. Yeah, so sometimes people drink. So how long has this uh, uh, problem persisted? I mean, since the dam spillage or just days now? Yeah, it's, it's uh, let's say, about two weeks now. So people are using this water. There's no source of water that the people will use. Mm. Yes. So what is the concern of residents, yourself, looking at the uh, the level of the water and the fact that it's heavily polluted. How, how are you concerned about the situation? We, we, are, we are very, very that we, we need the NGOs, the government to support us with water because this water is not good for our health because a lot of things has entered into the water. So we'll be pleading with the government to help us with clean water. Even the, the NADMO up to now, we never had anything from them. So if they are telling you people that they have uh, provided water for the community, mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Mm. Yes, I'm not sure. Okay, you you are a business person. You you sell fresh fish here, and I believe that this situation uh, maybe uh, might have impacted in a mm -hmm. way. So share your story with us uh, how this uh, situation has affected yeah, you as it, a business it, person. It has affected us because purchasing have gone down. Because People thought the water had covered the bridge. Uh, so, how people, how customers would come around and come and buy? They are finding it very difficult to come around to come and buy. So, the business is from. So, people don't come to buy your, your, your fresh fish anymore. Yeah. That's happened like how fresh. Okay. So, uh, Aisha, we are right in front of the uh, Port Andover Bridge. 
And if you can see in your picture, this is where, uh, you know, people buy fresh tilapia from the lake. And uh, according to the gentleman we spoke to earlier, he uh, found out that education has really affected their business. I have with me one woman who deals in fresh tilapia to also share her story with her. Now, tell us, how has this affected uh, your tilapia business so far? Yeah, it affects our business because um, they said the water is contaminate, contaminated. So, if they buy the fish, you know, they, will, they will also get the business or they will, so they don't want to come here and buy from us. So, they are begging. Who says that the, 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 the fish will be... Um... You know, it's polluted, and so it will have some impact on their health. Yeah, they said the water is polluted, so it affects the fish in the river also. So they said they cannot come and buy So sales are gone now. So tell us before, say in the morning, before around this time, how the, the volume of your sales before and now. We just want to understand how deep it has fallen. So it has fallen drastically because this morning I have no make a single sale. I'm still here waiting, but they are not coming because of the situation yeah. at hand. So they are not coming. Mm. Mm. All right. So that's uh, your name again? Yes. Akofa. Akofa is somebody, one of the people who actually deal in the Brexit. Um, Carlos, what can you tell us about the provision of relief items to affected persons there? So I have with me here some other people. Who also speak to us about uh, how this situation has affected them. Uh, uh, you are right on people. Uh, tell us, so you also talk it here? Okay, we, we are told that this situation has affected your business. How do you work? Every day we have to receive calls, phone calls, calls to verify it on their sites. So it shouldn't affect our business. And people they think where the rumors are from, the farms, other some private products are They are not buying what they think. Um, Carlos, uh, can you tell us about the relief items uh, that has been given to affected persons there? Right, so we'll try and get Carlos again to tell us about that. We also understand the vice president will be there. He will be asking him more. Uh, he'll be giving us uh, a lot of details on the vice president's visits to the area. And whilst we wait to, to get him back, right, so the DCE of the area has also been speaking. We can listen to him now. Say hi, let me see. Hi. How do you react to this concerns being expressed by residents of Sopet that for two weeks they had to depend on the polluted uh, water lake? 
Oh, uh, you know, this is a surprise to everybody. You're not prepared before this is, is happening. So we started, we started organizing ourselves till the VRA, we formed the VRA in the Admo. They've come to our age. So today we are starting uh, giving the water. Already, I visited with Togbe, 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 Kadisoga. This is the Paramati of Supe. They have given us about, uh, about 500 uh, water from some of the uh, companies. So they are start sharing it. None of the VRA and the Nandu booking. So we we'll start sharing today. In order to deliberately uh, deny them of giving the water. Yes, we are sorry about that. But let's still we continue doing that. But the health concern that they had to depend on this water. No, no, they are not dependent on the water. We advise them. We came here. We advise not to uh, learn on the, the water. But the water is polluted. Nobody can drink that. No, at all. But they are drinking. No, 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 no. We are giving out that education. Nobody can take that water. Yes. We, are, we don't mind. They are buying their pure water from the hospitals. So, after they taking this water, no. Okay, so we have spoken to residents. We have spoken to the traditional authorities who have confirmed one that residents are depending on this water. Why haven't the um, uh, assembly actually provided a water tanker to distribute water to residents? The, 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 we, we, are, we, we are fortunate to have a water, water company here. Because of electricity, our substation is shut down. So they are not pumping water. To get it, we're not pumping water, so we cannot uh, do anything uh, to engage uh, the water tankers to send it because it's nowhere we can get water to supply to them. Yes, if you want to do that, you have to affect this uh, river, uh, uh, the lake. But yes, we can do that. Those two have for small pure water, uh, we have disposal, that's what we ask them to do. So, how do you intend cabin this situation? I'm told over 90% of residents in Sope they depend on this water. Now it has come to your attention. What are you going to do to ensure that from today they don't go back to the same lake to drink from it? And they are not drinking from the water. That everybody does. No, it's taking risk. It's taking life risk. We are best not to do it. So I don't expect anybody to go in, go in and take that water to drink. No. No. So what is assembly going to do to solve that concept? Now we have we have about thousand such water there. So we we'll, we'll start giving to them. I told you already that the chiefs have organized a group. We ask for you to come in. So we will come. That's why. So we go to Tobi's house right now. We have plenty of water there. One thousand bags of such water. Yeah. Would that be enough for all residents? No, 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 no. They bring more. As I said, we have thousand um, for for them. Well, the Pharmaceutical Society of Ghana has also called for the conversion of the COVID-19 relief fund into a national emergency fund to help provide more relief for the flood victims. We are saying that COVID-19 is with us, but it's, still, it's no longer an emergency. But we have an emergency now at hand, and we think that we should think beyond COVID-19 and look at all disasters. And so it is time that we call convert that fund at hand to be a national emergency relief and public health emergency fund so that we can look forward and be prepared ahead of time. We don't uh, have to wait for something to happen and we, uh, we, we start running around. 
Well, the Volta Regional Minister, Dr. Achibald Yaolecha, has indicated that the Interministerial Committee coordinating government response on the flooding situation will consider all recommendations, including the call for the declaration of a state of emergency. The Ghana Health Service has already declared a public health emergency crisis in anticipation for a possible disease outbreak. Reiterating the call on joint news, Member of Parliament for North Tong Samuel Okujeto Ablakwa said the declaration will allow for international partners to come to the country's aid. Uh, the declaration of a state of emergency will really help. I can confirm to you, Evans, that there are a number of um, international partners of ours who are waiting for this declaration and they will uh, move in with a lot of support. If government does not declare that state of emergency, um, uh, matters are not you know, taken as serious as they should. And really, if you come to the ground, this is a humanitarian crisis. Responding to the calls, Volta Regional Minister Dr. Lecha says the Interministerial Committee will take a decision on the matter. Well, we, we would uh, obviously consider um, every suggestion that is coming on board. We'll convene the Regional Public Health Emergency Committee meeting, and then uh, with the Regional Security Council meeting, and we make the appropriate uh, recommendations as we deem fit uh, to, the, to, to His Excellency the President. Away from the floods in the Volta region, there are fresh calls for President Ekofuado to immediately dissolve the National Cathedral Board of Trustees and order a wider forensic audit into the botched construction. These calls follow the resignation of founder of Action Chapel Churches, Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams, and President uh, of Eastwood Anaba Ministries, Reverend Eastwood Anaba from the National Cathedral Board of Trustees. They cited failure on the part of the Cathedral's Board to appoint an independent accounting firm to audit all public funds contributed to the National Cathedral project. Makoli Kwekwasante joins me via Zoom with details. Kweku, before we talk about the call to dissolve the board, what is contained in the resignation letter of these two men of God? Kweku, kindly unmute for me. Aisha, this letter from Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams and Reverend Eastwood Anaba points to two things. First, these two men of God say that they tried several t- attempts to meet the president and to share their concerns, but they could not do so. And let me read specifically what the, the letter says. It says that you may recall a request for an appointment with you to specifically discuss the National Cathedral of Ghana, a vision of yours that we share and cherish. We truly understand that the demands of the nation and indeed the world have been placed upon your shoulders may have prevented the realization of this meeting. So this meeting that was requested by these two men of God to discuss their concerns with the president did not come up. And because of this, they've put together this letter resigning and they have specific concerns. They say that they have requested for an audit into some funds that have been paid into the National Cathedral Fund and a number of issues that have happened around the cathedral. We know that some of the black in particular have been leading the crusade and have been making claims that there were some irregularities around the construction and he thought that that forensic audit would be necessary. These two men of God joined the calls and made a similar demand. They say that to the best of their knowledge, 
they have not seen the findings of their audit. They cannot also confirm if that audit has taken place. And they've been waiting for this report since January of this year. And 10 months down the line, they've not gotten this. And because of this, they have decided that it is better for them to step aside from their roles on the National Cathedral Trustees Board. Not that they do not believe in the vision of the president to erect this National Cathedral, but they believe that a number of these issues have made their continual stay on the board untenable. How, how many people have so far resigned from the board and which people are currently still on? Aisha, so these two uh, men of God resigning mean that they joined um, the, the founder of the International Central Gospel Church, ICGC, Pastor Mensah Otabel, who was the first to leave the board of trustees. Then the, the founder of Lighthouse Chapel, Light, Light, Lighthouse Churches, um, Reverend da, Bishop Dakiwad Mills, also resigned. So these two men of God have joined Pastor Mensah Otabel and Dakiwad Mills, who had already resigned from the board, bringing to the total four, four members who have resigned. But still, there are still a number of men of God and other uh, people of means who are still on this board. Apostle Professor Popo Nina, who is chairman of the former chairman of the Church of Pentecost, is still on the board. Archbishop Charles Palmabakel is still on. Most Reverend Bishop Justice Sophia Kofi is still on. Right Reverend Professor Emmanuel Marty, the former moderator of the Presbyterian Church, is still on. We also have um, uh, one other, uh, Most Reverend T.K. Awaki Pratt, who is still on. Reverend Dr. Joyce Ayi, Executive Director of the Salt and Light Ministry, is still on. And then Reverend Victor Kusibuate, the founder of the Power Chapel Worldwide, is still a member. Reverend Dr. Fempo Manso, uh, a former General Superintendent of the Assemblies of God, is still on. And then finally, Insley Ofosu in Tiamwa, who is the Executive Director of the Ghana Museums and Monuments Board, are still. These are the persons who are still on the National Cathedral Board of Trustees. So what's the current state of the construction, Kweku? We know that over the last few months, running into years now, no work has been done on the side of the National Cathedral because the, the state has run out of money. The, 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 the Cathedral Secretariat have also run out of money. The expectations that a number of donations will come in have not come in since that started. And because of that, construction has halted. In fact, a few months ago, we saw a notice from the contractors who are undertaking this construction instructing that the employees are relieved of their duties with the exception of a few security men who are still on site to protect the facility. So as of now, for so many months now, there's not been construction work at the site, although there were some excavations at the site to make way for the foundation to be laid. That has not been done because of the lack of funds. And we know that as of now, more than 200 million Ghana cities have been sunk into the project, but the project is yet to actually take off in terms of the real building on the site. T tell us about the calls to dissolve the Board of Trustees and the, uh, to halt the construction. First, that has come from Samuel Okujita Blackwa, who says that this is time for deeper introspection about this whole National Cathedral project and the concerns that Ghanaians have shared about that project, some Ghanaians, I must say, and that although there are people like the president who believe that this project must go ahead, it, it is clear that for so many years now, the project has not been able to make any substantial progress. And they, in the minority, are demanding a forensic audit. In fact, before parliament went on break, they actually approved a resolution 
to investigate the National Cathedral Board. It was just a committee that was not set up. It is an expectation that when Parliament resumes, that committee will be put in place to investigate the construction of that National Cathedral. We've also heard from Adam Senano, who says that if you look at the very prominent men of God who are on this board of trustees, it, made it, it makes it a bit difficult for the president to dissolve it, because if he dissolve it, then going forward, how do you get to work with them? And so he says that the president would have to navigate this quite carefully. But he insists, like many people, that because of the, the controversy the National Cathedral has been embroiled in since it was announced and since construction began, it is clear that there is some deeper introspection that must be done, and the funding model must be re-looked at so that if it's a Christian community, another one million Ghanaians who want to support the project, they can do so and support the construction of the project so that the state can wash its hands of the project. Gokwa Sante is with the legal desk. Uh, he brought us those uh, details. Let's get on to other stories. The Electoral Commission is seeking the advice of the Attorney General to prosecute persons who guaranteed for more than 10 persons during the just-ended limited voter registration exercise. According to the laws governing the registration exercise, it is an offense to serve as a guarantor for more than 10 voters. According to Deputy EC Commissioner Samuel Tete, the commission will, in the coming days, publish the names of all persons who breached this regulation and liaise with the Attorney General to put them before court. The Commission wishes to inform the general public that guarantors who breached the law and perpetrated the act of guaranteeing for more than 10 applicants will not go unpunished. Their names will be published in the national dailies and they will be brought to prosecution. It is in the interest of the Commission to register every eligible applicant or citizen. However, the commission will not sit aloof to let go offenders who flout its laws. In our previous press briefings, we projected videos and photos of minors in queue registering. The Electoral Commission explained there was an abuse of the guarantor system during the registration exercise, a situation it warns could put the country's democracy in jeopardy. According to the EC, more than 50% of the persons who registered during the exercise used the guarantor system, which the EC says has outlived its usefulness. Samuel Tete again. On the guarantor system, the Commission of the view that under our current circumstances, the guarantor system has outlived its usefulness and cannot be maintained. The best proof of a person's citizenship in Ghana is the Ghana card. The use of the guarantor system is fraught with blatant abuse as witnessed in the just-ended voters' registration exercise. Most countries in the sub-region, to mention but a few, example Nigeria, South Africa, Senegal, Rwanda, and Kenya, do not use the guarantor system as evidence of identification as a citizen. If indeed we are committed to strengthening our electoral process, then the guarantor system must be abolished sooner than later. We call on the government again to fund NIE 
Additionally, we entreat Parliament to approve or pass the CI on the registration of voters. The Commission opposed the encouragement of minors to register. This is a crime. It does not augur well for us as a nation, and we urge all citizens and stakeholders to join the Commission to solve this long age cancer. The, fact, the sad fact is that these minors were passed to registration centers by citizens who should know better. This is unpardonable, and we once again call on the government to resource NIA to produce the cars and parliament to approve the CIA to enable us to use the Ghana card as sole means to identify a person's citizenship. Notwithstanding, the Electoral Commission says it is extremely satisfied with the conduct of the exercise which registered 9,910,996 voters. The 21-day registration exercise, which started on Tuesday, 12 September 2023, ended on Monday, 2nd October 2023. The Commission is very much satisfied with the successful completion and outcome of the exercise. The following measures, among other things, largely accounted for the success of the registration exercise. The registration exercise was undertaken by a well-trained and committed EC permanent staff with a few temporary staff. Again, adequate provision of registration materials, hence no report of shortages of registration materials. We have improved network system, increase in the number of biometric verification kits. In some cases, some registration centers have between four and five BVR kits. In addition, was the presence of security at the registration centers as well as the presence of observers and party agents at registration centers. The commission projected to register 700,000 out of registrable eligible voters of 1,350,000 per the 2021 census figures. Best alive on Joy News, a desk will return with more. You died. You are right. Yeah! Mac 
your calendars, set reminders, and get ready for the academic showdown of the year. The 2023 National Science and Mass Quiz. It's time for the brightest young minds in Ghana to battle it out for academic supremacy. Expect mind-bending equations, heart-pounding moments, and nail-biting suspense as the best schools go head-to-head. Who will emerge the ultimate champions and claim the prestigious trophy? Catch the action on TV, radio, and online starting 6th to 24th October 2023. Welcome back to Join News Text. Uh, to the rest of our stories, the Sokoban Road in the Ashanti region has become a death trap recording major and minor accidents daily. Road users and residents are becoming increasingly agitated over the deteriorating state of the road. Despite assurances from local authorities to get it fixed, there is more in this report. The Sokoban Ampayo stretch of the main treaded Abain Road is less than one kilometer. But motorists spent 30 to 45 minutes to ply due to the deplorable state. There is an outcry by residents and motorists over the neglect, leading to loss of lives and injuries to accidents. At least five lives have been lost in the past six months. A concerned motorist, Sam Ahenkra, shared an experience with other FM. I use that route every morning and evening. So coming back onto the road, just around the place, I saw this woman walking plantain uh, chips. Uh, you know, David, not through no fault of this, also trying to leave the road and almost run, if another car almost ran into her. So I, I, I was my car quietly and I said, Jesus Christ, it was yet to be a very situation where now. You see, we have created a haven for people to also become commercial, uh, 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 use this as a commercial uh, 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 place. But that is not the situation. David, the third thing that drove me again is this, which I didn't want to add, but let me bring it in. Emotional as it, as it may, but please, Viewers and listeners will bear with me. I picked my daughter from school and we're going home. Just around Sokoban, when we entered the road, there was this woman who wanted to come ahead of me. You know, just when you're entering Sokoban, the road becomes about four lanes. Mm-hmm. It becomes about, about four lanes. Yeah. So just when we were entering, I realized that no, this woman wanted to enter the road. Woman? A woman. A okay. pregnant woman. And she was trying to veer her way into So I stopped to let her have access. She was in the car with two other kids. Apparently, she has picked her children from school. Mm. And then, just you see, just when you enter, there's a ditch, a train that has been dug there by the contractor and left uncovered. And then she ran the car straight into a head on. Of course, she was straight. The, the ditch is in the middle of the road. It's in the middle of the road. Just when you, you, you move onto it from that uh, dual carriage into the road, you'll find it. Mm. The road contractor has halted work over non payment of funds. This has worsened the deterioration. It's, it's pathetic, David. Oh, we, nobody, you see, I've, I've, I've said this earlier on that. I have spoken with the engineers on the site and all they are saying is that they've done series of works and they haven't been paid mm. now it is less than one kilometer stretch of road <laughs> in such terrible state claiming lives and property on a daily basis on a daily basis you hear somebody says at least five in a week so i wasn't far from right once every day at least i see something either hitting david all that they needed to do and we are asking is this can't this just think outside the box 
and bring and uh, whatever those things they use in claiming uh, 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 doing the galamsey on 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 excavated to just come in level the place and make it a bit more trouble for commuters and residents of the area sokoban is an industrial enclave and the road links to several communities in the region the urban roads department says the stretch will be fixed by the end of the year for joy news nana bot dankoyadom kumasi Several cancer patients at the Konfanochi Teaching Hospital are compelled to delay or avoid early treatment of cancer and associated illnesses due to the exorbitant cost of treatment. According to experts, late diagnosis and therapy slows access to care for patients. Clinton Yeboah has more in this report. Cancer and its related ailments are complex medical conditions that usually require surgeries, radiation therapy, and chemotherapy. These procedures are carried out conjointly with anesthetics, which plays a central role. At the Oncology Directorate of Konfanochi Teaching Hospital, a high number of patients and their family members are compelled to choose between giving up on their lives and breaking their bank accounts. We receive good treatment, but our problem is the cost of treatment. Medications cost between 1,000 Ghana cities and 3,000 Ghana cities. This is my child. The expenses I have endured is serious. We are pleading to policymakers. Anesthesiologist at the hospital, Dr. Sophia Anka, indicates the exorbitant cost of cancer treatment compels underprivileged patients to discontinue treatment. She is calling for subsidies for cancer treatments to widen accessibility to comprehensive health care. The cost of cancer treatment is very expensive. Um, I think there are chemotherapy, radiotherapy, all that is very expensive. So if there could be some form of incorporating it into our health insurance to subsidize the prices, I think it will go a long way. Because most of them um, report early, but then because of the lack of funds to um, start treatment or to continue, some start but they are unable to continue, the disease progresses and then end up with them at the end stage when nothing else can be done for them. So I think um, the cost is the main thing that the uh, policy makers should look at. Anesthesia plays a crucial role in surgeries, complicated medical procedures and pain management. In commemoration of World Anesthesia Day 2023, themed Anesthesia and Cancer Care, the Ghana Anesthetics Society checked up on patients to encourage and inspire them to endure their medical journey. Dr. Sophia Ankara highlighted the importance of anesthetics to medical procedures. We help with managing the chronic pain associated with cancer patients. And then we also give um, sedation or anesthesia when they have to undergo certain procedures, like um, bone marrow aspirates for the kids with um, leukemia and other cancers. And if they have to do certain procedures like radiation therapy, like the fluoroscopy and brachytherapy, we need to give them sedation for that. So anesthesia plays a vital role in management of cancer patients.
see um, the numbers of doctors practicing anesthesia is increasing. So it's giving us the opportunity to spread our um, services to all these other specialties that really need our help. Reporting for Joy News, Clinton. Senior political science lecturer at the University of Ghana, Professor Ransford Jampo, says ensuring that applied research and its outcomes sharpen the conduct of policy formulation and implementation will continue to suffer setbacks. He explained that as long as citizens are unable to force or compel the government to respect the directive principle of state policy as enshrined in the 1992 constitution by continuing with ongoing projects, realizing that objectives, realizing that objective will be difficult. Speaking at the third annual research conference of the Simon Dong Dombo University of Business and Development Studies, Professor Jampo noted the habit of discontinuing projects after change in government does not augur well for the development of the country. The 2023 Research and Development Conference of the Simon Dion Dombo University of Business and Integrated Development Studies, SDDU base, was held on the team, bridging the gap between applied research, policy formulation, and implementation. The conference is the third of the university since it attained autonomous status in 2019 and attended by over 90 participants from different universities and institutions across the country. Senior political science lecturer at the University of Ghana, Professor Ransford Jampo expressed worry over the plethora of policies that have been formulated by ruling governments but thrown away immediately there is a change of government. Professor Jampo warned that the idea of having applied research and its outcomes shaping the conduct of policy formulation and implementation will continue to suffer as long as citizens are unable to force or compel government or compel government to respect the directive principle of state policy as enshrined in the 1992 constitution. The first time we had a long-term national vision for Ghana was vision 2020 in 1996. It was prepared by power changes, it was thrown away. I am saying that the idea of having applied research and its outcomes, shaping the conduct of policy, formulation and implementation will continue to suffer so long as we are unable to force or compel government to respect the provisions in the directive principles of state policy, chapter 6 of the 1992 constitution, that enjoins government to as much as possible continue with projects, programs that may have been initiated by predecessor government. Let's take a break on Joy News Decks. We'll be back with more. Starting this October 20th to 11th of November, the African Football League. 
who is going to be crowned Africa's champion of champions and take the lion's share of the 14.4 million prize money. Catch all the games streaming at www.aflafrica and on FIFA Plus. The African Football League, our game, our home. Now let's shine together. Alfred. Silver Iodide. You are right. your calendars, set reminders, and get ready for the academic showdown of the year. The 2023 National Science and Mass Quiz. It's time for the brightest young minds in Ghana to battle it out for academic supremacy. Expect mind-bending equations, heart-pounding moments, and nail-biting suspense as the best schools go head-to-head. Who will emerge the ultimate champions and claim the prestigious trophy? Catch the action on TV, radio, and online. Starting 6th to 24th October Welcome, time to do business with me, Emma Davis. President Ekufuado has charged financial institutions to increase credit facility to the agriculture sector. Speaking at the presidential breakfast meeting on agriculture and agribusiness, he expressed concern about the poor credit culture to small businesses, especially those in the agri sector. According to him, the average of 3% financial support to agribusinesses is woefully inadequate and must be increased. Access to financing is vital for the growth of the agricultural sector in Ghana, mainly for working capital such as acquiring inputs, hiring labor, as well as for fixed capital acquisitions such as machinery. The absence of financing limits the average acreage of cultivated farmlands and thereby impedes agricultural growth with consequences for the economy as a whole. President Ekufuado, in an engagement with players in the financial sector, taxed financial institutions to increase agricultural financing to grow the country's GDP. But together, we have to make an effort to break out of the structures of our economy that we've inherited up to today. Because if we don't, we will be still continuing to scramble around at levels of growth that are really not a reflection of the potential of our people and of ourselves. The relative apportionment, 34, 35% credit goes to the service sector, 11% to manufacturing, 3% to agriculture. These figures don't make sense for an economy that wants to grow 
that the real sectors of the economy, the, the sectors that have the capacity for dynamic growth, not, not, not just of the economy, but also in the creation of jobs, are the ones that receive the most amount of money from you. Meanwhile, Deputy Minister for Finance, Abna Oseyasari, outlined some initiatives the Ministry of Finance is undertaking to ensure increased support to agribusinesses. The growth strategy which government is currently financing is targeting to improve access to long-term financing for capital investment by private sector. We use the private sector to leverage on the strength of the financial ecosystem built around the Development Bank Ghana, Gersel, Ghana Exim Bank, Venture Capital, and the Commodity Ghana Commodity Exchange. We have worked with our international partners and the Bank of Ghana um, to set up the Development Bank Ghana to increase availability of wholesale long-term funding. This is to enable our banks to offer long-term retail loans without creating maturity mismatches. And that is very, very important. And that is the reason why uh, our, our bankers are talking about patient financing. Minister for Food and Agriculture, Dr. Brian Echampon, stated that the planting for food and jobs phase two will make Ghana food secure and resilient by 2028. The planting for food and jobs phase two is a clear strategic objective, has a clear strategic objective and intervention for agriculture that will de deliver food security and resilience within five years. We can boldly say and boast that in five years we shall be food secure and resilient. Indeed, some of the annoying and embarrassing narratives like importing onions and tomatoes from our Sahelian neighbors will be reversed sooner than the prescribed five years. The Executive Secretary of the Public Utilities Regulatory Commission, Dr. Ishmael Aka, has charged members of the Northern Electricity Distribution Company, NETCO, to improve its customer service engagements as a means of meeting the needs of customers, particularly during power outages. Dr. Ishmael Aka, who was speaking to Joy News at Tichiman after a meeting with NETCO, says the move forms part of the Commission's quest towards enhancing the relationship between utility companies and consumers. Anna Sabed has more. Speaking exclusively to join us on the sidelines of a meeting held between national and regional leadership of the Public Utilities Regulatory Commission and the Tichiman area of the Northern Electricity Distribution Company, Executive Secretary of the PURC, Dr. Ishmael Aka, said the move forms part of the Commission's quest towards enhancing education and engagement amongst utility companies and consumers. This year, PURC is focusing on maintenance. Uh, education, engagement, and enforcement. As part of the education and engagement, uh, we are going around meeting utilities. Uh, first of all, to look at what they are doing within their catchment area, and also to listen to some of the achievements and uh, the challenges they are facing, and also look at areas we can collaborate to serve the customers better. So today we came to Netco Techiman area, so it is more of a collaborative uh, work. It's a friendly visit uh, to engage them and to see how people in Techima and in this area can get electricity, reliable and uh, affordable electricity. 
Dr. Ishmael Aka, however, admonished Netco to work towards improving its customer engagement, particularly during power outages, to enable them to meet the needs of their customers. Uh, for us, uh, three things. Uh, one is that they should constantly communicate with customers. They should engage them. So there are instances, uh, for some, uh, the light may go off. People should know early so that they can plan. There are certain customers who may have some backlog in terms of uh, bills. I mean, if you have a payment plan, let them know. Engage them before they even come and see you. So I think that is a very important one. Another area uh, we want them to focus on is to also have some satellite offices, especially some towns outside Techiman, so that customers do not walk a long distance to get to some of their offices to uh, report their issues and others. Techiman area manager for Netco, John Tyre, on his part, lauded the move by the PURC and was quick to raise concerns on difficulties Netco go through in reaching some of its areas particularly during revenue mobilization we have uh, made them aware of some of our challenges operation wise we are not doing badly at all but naturally there are some hitches that are beyond our you know our control uh, we mentioned some communities where at this time of the year it is difficult to, to reach so even when there are faults or complaints from those areas you naturally cannot just go there. Uh -huh. We mentioned places like KJG where it is uh, 56 kilometers away from our service center in Kwame Danso. And revenue mobilization, even to go there at this time to mobilize revenue, is a problem. In relation to the recent hike in electricity tariffs, Mr. John Tyree urged consumers to be conscious of the situation and work towards minimizing their energy consumption. What is in your house is what consumes the power. So if you can afford the cost of such equipment or gadgets that are consuming electricity, then it is just fair that you should be able to pay. So that is why we are preaching that consumers should be conscious of the cost of electricity. Money has uses. So if you are not using it for electricity, but you use it for something else. If you conserve power, it is good for your life. You do, you have you know, spare money for discretionary spending. Reporting for Joy News, Anas Sabit, Tichiman. That's all for business. My name is Emma Davis. For more business news, do log on to myjoyonline.com forward slash business. Thanks so much, Emma Davis, for bringing us business. I'll be it for the bulletin this morning. My name is Aisha Ryan. Log on to myjohnline.com. There's more of the news and updates of all the developing stories. See you again at 12.